hi guys welcome to perspective if you're new here welcome 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 i'm so grateful you guys decided to come join us for this conversation uh, if you're not new welcome back i love you guys we're gonna dive right into it because it's a great conversation and i'd love for you guys to hear it Hi everybody, today we have Stefana. I'm really excited to talk to her today. I actually found her on TikTok. I was scrolling through and I was like having one of those, I guess you could say shitty days, but um, I saw a video that, um, I mean, I guess we'll talk about that more, what the video said, but I, it really put a smile on my face. It made my heart warm. So I just wanna, I want you guys to meet her too. So Stefana, can you just talk <laughs> a little bit about yourself? Um, I don't really know what to start. Um, I started on TikTok like really randomly. Like I'd always wanted to post stuff, but like was always felt like very self-conscious about it. And like, I've always been very into like art and like singing and like, all these sorts of things, but I really dealt with confidence issues um, and compared myself to people a lot. So it's always been kind of hard for me to like put myself in front of people, but I just kind of like forced myself to do it. And then at the same time, while I'm caring about, um, I don't know, all of these um, passions and aspirations, I'm also kind of like looking around at the world and just feeling very disconnected from it and like wanting so badly to connect with people when when that disconnection is kind of happening it's mm -hmm. like i kind of this is why i started let's be real or perspective or i started going out and like asking strangers questions because i was terrified like i was scared um i had terrible social anxiety but i was like you know what dude fuck it like i just want to connect with people like do you ever find it hard for yourself to like do you walk in a room and then the energy is kind of like really overwhelming yeah yeah, <laughs> I feel that a lot because also when I'm in a room of people, I feel like I'm reading everyone or like, like every time I look at someone, I'm like trying to like kind of not like figure them out. But I feel like I can almost like, I don't know, like not their necessarily maybe their energy or like I kind of get a sense of like their mental state or yeah. whatever. And it can just be kind of like exhausting because like even people that like you don't really necessarily like or like want to hang around you like understand them do you know what i mean i know what you mean i had never like considered myself an empath but then like as of lately the more i've learned about it i've been like kind of identifying with it more because i feel like people obviously like oh treat everyone with kindness like care about other people etc but like at the end of the day I feel like it's just not as obvious as it should be, like to the extent that it needs to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if this makes any sense, but. That does make um, yeah. Empathy to me, I think it's really just the ability to like see past your first reaction or your first initial thought of someone and like not only see things from their perspectives, but to like really feel it, you know? Yeah, like I feel like empathy could be taught. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel like mm -hmm. love could be taught, hate could be taught, like all that shit could be taught. I feel like empathy can be taught. And then at the same time, I feel like in someone's childhood, it could be taken away as well. Mm -hmm. 
There's this one study. They had this mom and a baby, right? And the baby was mm-hmm. just in its booster chair. And the mom was like giving the baby 110% of her attention. You know, she was mm-hmm. like playing with with the baby, reacting. Like the reactions were big, like reacting when the baby laughs, she laughs and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then um, at the second half of this experiment, what ended up happening was the baby was reacting, but the mom had to keep a straight face. And so she couldn't react back to the baby. And so what happened was first, the baby did everything um, that he can in order to like get his mom's attention, right? And he didn't get that. And so he ended up crying. And mm. so I think that's a, that's like a big factor is that a lot of times like emotional neglect plays a huge role. Not being understood, ta- mm-hmm. as a, especially as a child, dude. Feeling like, what the fuck? Like, who am I at a young ass age (laughs) and like it it starts to as you get older like if you don't realize that feelings are fucking natural and you haven't even been able to express your own or you've been told shut up or shut down or stop crying whatever the hell it is that plays a huge role in our empathy as adults and that kind of brings me to my other question is like why is empathy important um well to touch on what you just said about like it being taught as like a kid I feel when that's so hard when you're talking about like being misunderstood to the like I don't know I feel like just you know like my family loves me I have great friends but I've always kind of felt lonely just like to this like really weird extent that no one could really like make up for no matter how great of a friend you are you know what I mean and it's like I think having to like be that person for myself because of like this lack of understanding from people has made me like want to put in more effort with other people and making them feel understood um and it's not even like I'm like this like super different from everybody I think this is something that everybody feels everyone I think no matter how many people you have in life no matter how many people really truly love you you like there's a sense of loneliness that only you can make up for it's so common to project your insecurities especially on the internet and it just be received as funny it's like there's no thought past this is funny like if there's a person on the internet that you would perceive as cringy or like whatever all the comments are like is this a joke is this satire like oh my god this is the original and stuff and i like a year or two ago maybe i would laugh at that but like it really breaks my heart now because it's truly someone just like being happy and like expressing themselves and putting themselves out there and it's like the first thought is like how can i make this a joke somehow like how can i feel better like this makes me feel more confident because this person is like lacking some sort of awareness or whatever and it's just like uh, not and that's just a very super not very superficial but like that's a not even the deepest part that it goes, I guess. Like, that's just an example. Um, and why is it important? I, this is so like hard to explain. I think it's because we're all lacking so much connection from each other. We're all lacking so much like understanding from each other, especially because we're so much like on social media, we're connecting with each other so much on there, but like, not really you know like we're not seeing each other i know look i post so much motivational shit do people see when i'm breaking down and crying no i mean i'm not 
You know what I mean? I'm not going to take yeah. a for myself breaking down and crying, but do I wish we lived in a society where I could? Fuck yes. Everyone can see like the happy parts for you, but no one can see the sad parts. And I feel like that's something that we all kind of like get. And it's like, oh yeah, like obviously social media is highlights, but it's like, especially when I started posting content about like mental health, I guess. I kind of felt this pressure like I was lying to myself when I was like because I was still going through a lot of pain and I like so am like when I'm posting those things and it's like I I started to feel pressure like oh like I look like this just really happy like perfect person or whatever but yeah. it's like I'm super going through and trying to like act with all the things that I'm saying I think, and I used to post, you know, everyone posts videos or like used to post videos or whatever crying on their private story because we're lacking that connection so much in our real lives that it's like a joke. It's like, oh, haha, like these girls posting videos crying on their private story. It's like, yeah, because they're that lonely. Yeah. They have no one to turn to. So they're like, I just want someone to know. I'm not, I am looking for attention because I need it. You know what I mean? You literally just said everything that I've been trying to say for such a long time in my life. I'm going to go back to high school. I don't know if this happened. Mm -hmm. D&D, Black Story. A lot mm -hmm. of people used to talk crap about people that posted D&D, Black Story, or videos of themselves crying or mm -hmm. uh, talk to me. And then they would say their main point was that they just want attention. Well, um, mm -hmm. hello, is there a problem with humans wanting attention? <laughs> Isn't that a call for help? And shouldn't that be taught yeah. in schools? Yeah. It's, the problem is, is that everybody's so focused on like why someone's doing something and like what they're doing rather than like, how the hell are, is this person doing? Like, are they okay? I feel like yeah. we ask the wrong questions as like a society. I mean, like you said, a couple years ago, I mean, I would laugh at that stuff too, but mm -hmm. now it's like, I understand that everyone's really just trying their best and everyone's just trying to be themselves in the most authentic light that they can possibly do right now. You know, mm -hmm. and social media, I social media, it has, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It allows me to, you know, connect with people. It allows me to invite people onto my, my podcast. It allowed me to see your video. You know, it helps people. But at the same time, there, there's like a lack in social mm -hmm. media there's it here it's desensitizing i think yes so desensitizing totally. it's like you start to see people opening up about how they are depressed and it's like you see all these comments like omg same or like you know what i mean it's like oh my gosh like the the way saying like i'm gonna kill myself has become such a relatable joke is terrifying like it's like and i think that people actually do relate to that when they're saying it but it's also not taken seriously because it's like in the way the world is working right now, it's that common to feel that way. And that's horrifying. And it's like when you're going up to someone, you'd be like, oh, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling awful. Like, I feel like the most like common response is like, yeah, me too. Instead of like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's address what's going on. Let's get you some help. I don't know. Like, let me just be there for you or we can be there for each other. I agree. I agree. I'm able to understand people when I scroll through because I'm making the effort I'm yeah. actually making the effort you know and like if something comes up in my mind I'm making the effort to like yo no that's a reflection of how you feel inside I feel mm -hmm. like that's not really talked about I think it's hard to understand like the gravity of what 
people are feeling when you even when people have treated you horribly in their lives finding empathy even for them is something that it's like it's really wild it really does teach you empathy when you have like it's like a friend or like someone that you were with that like you truly loved like with your whole heart and you saw all of the good parts of them and you saw what they were going through in their life and you saw like all because you knew them like you knew them really well and then they end up like having like manipulative tendencies or like really treating you awful and they probably didn't even realize it or they did realize it and they were doing it on purpose but it's like you knew them so well that you saw all of these like dark parts of them and then it's like yeah you need to separate them from your life but it's like you have this like deep sense of empathy towards them do you know what i mean that it's like so hard to like set that boundary and cut them out of your life but then you also want to be there for them yeah and i think that's also something that's not really like addressed super well i think you're so right even if someone was completely terrible to you or they did something terrible Mm -hmm. um but they've been a good friend to you or you've seen the good parts of them i feel like it's so easy to forget the good parts of other people but Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times people will ask, I mean, why? Why should I see the good parts in them if they showed me this part of them? I think that goes into like a way deeper topic of, I mean, we gotta we gotta look within because we all have, we all have, you know, things about us. We all have a dark side, we have yin and yang. Mm-hmm. We all have dark, mm-hmm. we all have light. And if mm-hmm. we don't, we're not able, I mean, yeah, cut, set the boundary, put some, if it's no longer serving you, if they, if they really hurt you, you need to set that boundary, put them out of your life. But at the same time, understanding and having compassion for that person is more for us rather than them. Because Fully. when other, when people come into our life, like we have this, these deep expectations. Like a lot of times, like humans have these expectations for each other, which is fine. But a lot of times we don't meet our own expectations and we get upset at other people for not meeting them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that comes into play with with friendship, with family, with, I mean, really everyone. When someone does something towards you, I always say this, probably said it in every one of my podcasts by now, is like, it's not about you. Um, in the same way as like how we react, come on, it's not really about them. And I know like when I react badly, that's because it triggered something in me. That, yeah. hurt, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, but we're so busy a lot of times as a collective, honestly, pointing fingers at each other. And that's what yeah, um, like is so important to get out of. That person did, so I've had some friends that did some bad things to me, but you know what, till this day, I mean, they're out of my life, but till this day, I still, I call her dad, I'll check up on her because of other things. Like, is she okay? You know, how's she doing? I just don't talk to her, but I have empathy for her. Mm -hmm. I've seen her in in her best. I feel like there's this quote where it's like, if you can't handle someone in their worst, you don't deserve them at their best. And sometimes we don't deserve people if we can't handle them at their worst, that's fine. But we need to understand they do still have worth. Society kind of writes people off as less human a lot of times and i think that that's what allows us to have like this collective thought process of lack of empathy for each other lack of understanding for each other because we're not even pushing for understanding for ourselves yeah and like i feel i feel that really hard because i kind of i have a tendency to just like be really like 
extreme or intense about one thing and like forget about the other side of things or like I'm learning to balance because it's like I would with people in my life I would only see the good parts so I would excuse all of the bad things or like I and then when I did see the bad things like I would cut them off and only see the bad parts and like that would keep me from going back to them and it's like that's something that I'm still learning about is not holding these grudges and having like this because it's definitely just a form of protection is having these grudges because I would feel so deeply that it's like I have to do the complete opposite in order to like move on but um I I still have so much love for people that are not in my life anymore and like I have so much empathy empathy towards them so it's really finding a balance of like how much they can be in your lives or if they can even be in your lives but like you don't have to hate them because that's definitely gonna drag you more down as hard as it is it's not something that you have to do right away it's like oh yeah they hurt me i understand you like, yeah <laughs> that's not i don't think that's what we're saying i mm -hmm. think what we're saying is more so take your time but don't stop looking at someone else for who they are Set the boundaries though. I've had trouble in my past. I would say it's okay. I would say it's okay a lot or, oh yeah, it's no problem. Like, no, mm -hmm. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, you know? Or no, I'm fine. That just wasn't helpful for me at all. I was allowing these people in my life and then now before I know it, there are so many people around me and I feel so damn alone because none of them I could go to. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. None of them, but it's like, do I want that at the end of the day? Hell no. Hell no. So mm -hmm. set those boundaries because like it goes back to our childhood, dude. We practice the same love that we were shown. We practice the same triggering behaviors and traumas and responses since we were kids. Now, any anytime you don't feel good about something, anytime that something makes you feel like anxious or you have to think too much about it, it's not what you want. I want to ask you something after this because this is kind of my scenario or what I do. Mm -hmm. I always talk to my inner child. Oh my God, yeah. And then it's not just like I'm talking to my inner child. I've realized that before I used to talk to my inner child as if, oh, it's a separate person. But it's like, dude, yo, I'm still that child. Wait, mm -hmm. the same body I had. Really changing how I talk to myself or how we talk to ourselves. Yeah, um, that's something that I've, that has honestly changed my life is viewing myself as my like five-year-old self like that's probably one of the number one things that is like helped me become like my actual authentic self because if you think about it that's like you without all of the like social conditioning that's you without all of this like extra expectations and all this stuff so it's like that really is you at the end of the day you know what i mean and it's like um I guess I talked, I started journaling a lot. And so I would guess I would talk about, um, like, I guess like I would talk to myself the way I would talk to like a five-year-old. We're <laughs> talking about like, when people are so mean to themselves and so hard on themselves, you're being that hard on like that, that five-year-old version of you. And it's like, if you were looked at that from an external point of view, if you were somebody else talking to five-year-old you, like you would hate them. I guess in terms of, I think a lot of my insecurities and the reason I mean to myself when I would be is stems from a lot of um, insecurities 
So acting like my five-year-old self has helped me more than like talking to myself like my five-year-old self, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that like helps me overcome my insecurities so that I don't need to be mean to myself. I, yes. I like that. It's like getting in touch with your inner child, becoming that inner child, growing mm-hmm. up. What is growing up? Like, yeah, we still have these responsibilities, but at the, at the end of the day, why did the play have to stop? That kind of reminds me, there was this girl that I met. She's freaking dope. I met her at the beach in California and I was asking strangers questions, right? Mm-hmm. And she happened to be one of the strangers who's not a stranger anymore, but I sat down with her and she had like one of those birthday hats on and like a stuffed animal. And she basically changed my whole damn perspective. She she told me that she was having a really bad day. And so she said she decided I could either go back into my old habits I mm-hmm. could, you know, she said I could binge eat, I could watch TV, whatever that may be, or mm-hmm. I can go outside and play. And mm-hmm. so she went outside and she played. We're kind of told that we have to grow up at a certain age, mm-hmm. but it's like, um, you're still that person. Yeah. Yeah. Something doesn't seem right here. Growing up doesn't mean you have to stop being that person. You have to stop mm-hmm. being a kid. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. I wanted to ask you too. Because we talked about social media, right? What do you think that mm-hmm. social media does from your point of view? Because I want to know more about that. It's actually wild to me because I never really considered the um, the drastic ways that it can impact people. And two, like, like I started posting videos just like kind of like just being like, oh, like I feel cute. Like that was just kind of like that was started that. And then... I would get, and I, I was talking about like, oh, like, ha, like, I have armpit hair. That's whatever, like, fuck you for thinking that's weird, I guess. Like, there was this, like, kind of little joke. And then I saw all these comments of people being like, oh my God, me too. Like, I hate how people think that it's gross. Da, 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 da. And I was like, damn. I was like, huh? <laughs> like, I didn't realize that that was like, that little just clip would like make people relate like that. And I kind of kept posting, not necessarily for an intention of doing, doing anything, but like, just like talking about my opinions or whatever and i've talked like i'm like my tiktok is like a million different like niches that it's not like one thing but um i posted one video talking about how i felt about like the state of the world and like whatever like i really was just like so angry or like passionate and i got so many dms on my instagram that i never thought that what I would ever get of people just being like, I feel you, I relate to you, I'm passionate too, etc. Or like when I talk about like, oh, you need to love yourself even when you're self-destructive. Like even though you're hurting yourself, it's really out of a place of wanting to protect yourself. So don't like, because when you do a bad habit or you slip up or whatever, it's really easy to just be mad at yourself. But like showing yourself some sort of kindness and knowing that that part of yourself is just looking out for you, even if it's going about in like an awful way, is still out of form of like caring about yourself. Like you, you like hating yourself and being angry at yourself, no matter um, like what you're doing. If you're doing something that you know you shouldn't be, is just gonna make you feel worse and de- more demotivated to like heal or like do the, the hard parts of healing, I guess. And I would get like I saw a lot of comments that were like. I never looked at this way. This actually changed my day. Like, I did not, like, I didn't, even if it doesn't have millions of views, just like 
a couple people being like, this really changed my day. Like, thank you. I was like, I, that, I think if that continued on a larger scale and more people talk about things, awareness, people say awareness doesn't do anything. It does everything inspiring people and I don't even I don't even consider myself like the most inspiring person on the planet like I don't consider myself like a saint thing it really put into perspective how awareness does change everything or like and like inspiring one or two people allows them to inspire one or two people and like that sounds like you've heard that a million times over your life you would not think that would be like that deep but like it really is especially when you see that like firsthand even if I don't have like millions of followers or whatever. It's a butterfly effect. Yeah. I hear this so much as like, yeah, I'm maybe, you know, like maybe there's 1 million people watching me or maybe there's mm -hmm. one or two, but at mm -hmm. the end of the day, that one person is hopefully, or two people are going to be inspired, right? Mm -hmm. And then that's gonna come up in one of their lives. And then the other person that they told that's gonna come up in their life and then it's gonna come up and then they're all gonna be inspired in a different way. And it started with your fucking video. Like, yeah, dude, I know what you mean. Okay, look, all we want at the end of the day as humans and correct me if I'm wrong, is we wanna be appreciated and we wanna relate and we wanna connect. Mm -hmm. okay. When we can feel like we relate or we can we're we're being appreciated and we're connecting, it feels like a safer place. When there's a platform, for example, a page, let's use my page or your page, for example, when people mm -hmm. have somewhere to go and if it's on their phones, especially in times like this, that makes people feel safe. It makes mm -hmm. people feel uh, like they have a place to be, a place to that they belong. At the end of it all, we all really want to fucking belong at least somewhere. By the way, you can inspire people that watch your video to want to do what you're doing, which is even fucking cooler. You don't have to be perfect and you don't have to be a saint or whatever the hell. What's your intention? You're posting this, whether it's for yourself and for other people, for other people, for yourself, it doesn't matter. It's for, it's for a good reason. It makes you feel good. If we as a collective focus on what makes us feel good more, shit would just fall into place for us. You know, uh, the reason, uh, it's so funny. It's so full circle because the reason that I post stuff and say things is because I'm inspired by other people posting stuff and yeah. saying things that I relate to. So then, and then I also see them posting about it. So I'm like, oh, I could post about it. And then it's like, I don't Doesn't know. that explain the butterfly effect? It fully does. It, it, it fully does. does. Even when there's, um, the opposite side because you see the opposite side too it's like one person posts a video and then you see a million comments of them making fun of them or whatever it's like i empathize well first of all there's a butterfly effect with that too more people think that it's okay to just like be rude or it's like it's like it's more than rude because it's like i don't know but um it's like them I empathize with them as well because they're i know how they're feeling because i've been in the place in my life where like I would project my insecurities onto other people. And it's like, I know that they're probably just looking for any like little thing to make them feel better. I get really triggered from things that like, I wish, when I see other people doing things that I wish I had the confidence to do. So like, um, like videos, I, I'm like trying to get over this like fear of like, like just singing in front of people. So when I see people singing on the internet, 
I my first instinct is to scroll or my first instinct is to like see like what they were doing that was bad or like whatever to make yes. me feel better you know because like of my own insecurities but like I'll sit and I'll make force myself to like watch the video and point out all the good things about it I feel like and it honestly has helped me so much more feel better about myself I would hope that other people would be doing the same thing okay or someone posted a cringy video whatever like dance uh, there was this one video of this girl dancing and i thought she did amazing i thought that she was so cool and like she you could tell that she had gone through like years and years and years of training of dancing and she had a ton of followers from dancing there was one video that she posted where like people were like oh my gosh she thought she ate or like yikes or like all this stuff and people were like duetting it and like just really truly saying like the most awful things that i could think of and that i was just so baffled at like you that looks even if that's not your style of dancing that looks so hard to do and your first thought is gonna be oh like she thought she did something because you thought the way like a facial expression was a little bit cringy yes. and then so my first instinct was anger and then my second instinct was these people are projecting on their insecurities and they're probably this is the one video that makes them feel a little bit better about themselves and in turn it's making her feel awful which is not okay uh you know what i mean like there's just so much depth <laughs> and i think it's like really freaking beautiful by the way that you took that time to first of all even say that we all have insecurities like mm -hmm. we all have insecurities to be able to say that and then to do the inner work to actually put in the effort like while you're like oh you see something that triggers you know like you're actually sitting there reprogramming your mind i think that's dope i think that's oh, so cool. thank you but i think that's what it's gonna take and I, I think that we each have to do that on our own. It's less about what people are saying now, and it's more about like, what are we gonna do about it, dude? Yeah. What are we gonna do about it? Because obviously, we're you're you know you're projecting your insecurities. I'm projecting that. Da, 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 da. What are we gonna do about it? You know, and mm -hmm. that kind of takes me to my last topic. The video I saw. You said you have to come from a place of love to fix an issue of hate. Mm-hmm literally that's with yourself and that's mm -hmm. with other people but like a lot of times we're so focused on like oh this person's doing this wrong or this person's doing this wrong mm -hmm. just kind of like looked inside and we did it with a little bit of fucking love you know mm -hmm. i feel like the world would really be a better place yeah thank you for saying that um i also i have so much to say on that specifically because so i i'm trying i don't i'm trying not to bring in politics too much to stay on topic because I know if I bring that I'll go on a whole other rant um but um if we I have a lot of okay so <laughs> I've changed my opinions a lot in my life and when I did come to like some conclusion of how I did feel or like I started to learn more about I'll bring I'll talk about feminism okay so I started I used to be have a lot of internalized misogyny and I still do that I'm trying to like overcome right yeah. but like I also got out of like at that same amount point in time where like I was learning about how women were actually oppressed because I thought that they weren't and I was like why are people talking about this um I was coming out of a relationship where like I uh where like I don't I didn't realize certain things about how I was treated because I was girl etc but um and then I started after that I had so much hate towards men 
I just was like so angry all the time, like, etc. Um, and the more I learned about it, the more the angrier I became. And then I wouldn't even talk to men about the issues. Like I would try to, but it would just turn into me like getting really angry because um, I get very passionate. So like I would turn kind of turn that into aggressive aggression. Also because I was used to being so passive that once I started to learn how to be assertive, it just went like, oh, I'm aggressive now. Like totally overcompensating. And then I, and then I, and then the men in my life that like I truly cared about, like I couldn't view the same way. And so I had to like, learn how to see from their perspective it's which is so hard to do especially considering things that they would do or say that they didn't even realize was misogynistic because they've been programmed in a certain way to help them unlearn what they were um why the some of the things that they were saying were like like if someone would say oh like boys will be boys for the example like that's not even like i can't even be mad at them specifically like because it's such They've been taught that that's like okay to say. Oh my gosh, my dog's coming in. I hope she doesn't. Like, okay, she's cute, but I don't want her. She she gets aggressive. So I was just, <laughs> uh, um, like they didn't wouldn't even realize where how that can be misogynistic. So it's like I have to come from a place of understanding and love and talk to them level headed, and and see where they're coming from in order that for them to even want to a listen to me or for anything to change. Yeah you know and I, everyone has to do that at a global scale so i'm like okay i'm middle eastern and my grandma like my great grandma or like my great grandpa they have such a traditional mindset and it's like mm-hmm. really crazy because i grew up in a different time it's with them that i really learned like dude you got to try to understand where this pe- these people are coming from like i see mm-hmm. not only my inner child dude i'm trying to see their inner child mm-hmm. who are they what were they taught we are programmed you know our minds mm-hmm. are programmed but just like they're programmed we can reprogram them like i was just talking to my friend today and i was telling her like Dude, you can't be hard on yourself. Take an iPhone 4S, right? The time mm-hmm. that the iPhone 4S was out, tell it to to FaceTime multiple people, please. Do it. Mm-hmm. It, it won't. But shoot, you get someone to program it, you get a team to work on it, and boom, years and years later, you have the iPhone 13, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. multiple phases. And like I compare mm-hmm. it to the phone because our brain is such a smart computer. We don't look at our brain like that. We set mm-hmm. limitations on ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we, I'm very grateful to have a conversation with someone who understands that and, and to hear your perspective. Mm-hmm. Like it's really enlightening. I just want to say thank you for coming on to Perspective and thank you for sharing your perspective. It means it means the world to me, but I know it's going to mean the world to whether it's one person or a thousand or whatever the fuck, it's going to mean mm-hmm. the world to someone to hear what you to say. Sorry, I, why would I cut you off while you were saying that? Like, thank you so much. Um, that really does mean a lot. I was actually going to say that it changed my perspective even. And like, yeah, because I was actually listening to your podcast um, a couple days ago to kind of get like a feel for like you as a person and like what the podcast is about. And like, you know, I learned a lot of stuff too. You did enlighten me as well. It I seemed like that. someone would like kind of got it. And that's how I was feeling like listening to your podcast. Cause at first I was a little bit skeptical. I was like, I don't know. And then I like listened to it and I was like, no, I could definitely like talk to her. Like, you know what I mean? I love that.
thank you guys for listening i hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as i did um you know i I really mean it when i say that your guys's perspective is literally what makes us perspective podcast so thank you and um i i really think that the world would be a better place if we all just sat down and listened to each other we all come from different places and that's what makes us who we are i love you guys i hope you have a beautiful rest of your week bye